0: bye Five at natural. Michael Pickering here talking about our famous question. What's going on in the world today? And today we're continuing our Country in the Spotlight series on development around the world. And Sri Lanka is the focus of our episode. So much going on in Sri Lanka these days. We've been talking about doing this episode for a minute. And today we're finally here. We'll pull in the events surrounding protest and the soon-to-come resignation of the president, the prime minister of the country, at the end of the show. But first, let's look at development in Sri Lanka over the past 21 years. Because all this news we're seeing is being pinned to the collapse of the economy in the country. So let's see what the data have to say about a collapsed economy. And as per usual, we'll be using the World Bank for GDP, GDP per capita, and Gini Index. We'll be using the United Nations for the Human Development Index, Transparency International for levels of perceived corruption, Reporters Without Borders for media freedom in the country, and Freedom House for the level of civil liberties and civil rights enjoined by the people of the country. So without any more delay, let's go. Starting with Sri Lanka's GDP for 2000 to 2021, In 2000, the country had a GDP of 16.3 billion U.S. dollars. In 2021, it's risen all the way up to 84.5 billion. That's a 21-year increase by over five times the 2000 GDP. So that's significant growth, to be sure. Now, this puts Sri Lanka globally At the about the the 60s range to the lower 70s as far as global ranking. And the reason I say it's about is because we still have some data lacking in the 2021 GDP from the World Bank. But still, 60s to 70s, not so bad. But what are some countries around Sri Lanka, you know, in the 60s and 70s neighborhood for GDP? Well, we have countries like Kenya, Ecuador, Dominican Republic, and Myanmar. Now, let's look at GDP per capita. Now, in 2000, Sri Lanka had a GDP per capita of $867 per person a year. Let that sink in for a second. Now, in 2021, it raised all the way up to $3,814 a person a year. Overall, that's a 21-year increase of over four times the 2,000-year level So following that 21-year upward trend that we saw in GDP, you know, looks pretty good, right? Now, just like we have the asterisk for about as far as global rankings for GDP, same thing goes here for GDP per capita. So Sri Lanka globally ranks somewhere in the mid-130s as far as GDP per capita, and they're around countries like El Salvador, Libya, Iswatini, and the Philippines. But now let's shake it up a little bit and move away from just the economy, but talk about the economy in terms of economic income inequality. Talking about that Gini index. And in 2002, Sri Lanka's Gini was a 40.2, which is pretty high, people. It's comparable to that of the U.S., really. Now, in 2016, it was a 39.3. So still high. But asterisk here we have no more recent data than 2016. And because of this, I'm not going to tell you where Sri Lanka would rank globally as far as income inequality, because that data simply isn't accurate of today. So sorry, tragically, a lot of global data is missing. Now let's look at the HDI, that human development index that takes into account three variables really, life expectancy, average years of educational attainment, and GNI per capita with PPP. And in 2000, Sri Lanka's HDI was a 0.691. And that's kind of on the low side for you. In 2019, though, it had risen to a 0.782, with a 2019 life expectancy of 77 years old and an average years of schooling at about 10.6 years. And this puts Sri Lanka in at about the 70s as far as global rankings go around countries like Cuba, Iran, Bosnia, Herzegovina, and Mexico. So over that 19-year period, a lot done as far as HDI goes. All right, now let's turn toward non-economic development indicators. Let's go to Transparency International, looking at the level of perceived corruption in 180 countries and territories in the world. The 2021 report on the calendar year of 2020, Sri Lanka ties for number 102 with Kazakhstan and Gambia, with countries like Turkey and Lesotho above it, and Panama and Côte d'Ivoire below it. And what about media freedom, though, huh? How, How does media freedom look in Sri Lanka? Well, let's take a look at Reporters Without Borders for the calendar year of 2021. Sri Lanka ranks number 146 out of 180 countries and territories, below countries like Cambodia and Libya, but above countries like the Philippines and Turkey. And our last development indicator, looking at Freedom House, which measures the amount of civil liberties and civil rights enjoyed by a country's population on a scale of 0 to 100, 0, not free at all, 100, complete freedom. Sri Lanka in 2021 had a 55 partly free rating, And this puts the country globally around number 112, below countries like Madagascar and Indonesia, and above countries like Burkina Faso and Armenia. And that's our development indicators on Sri Lanka, people. You know, 10 different ways of looking at the level of development in Sri Lanka. But now, let's pull it all together, my friends, and see what does it all really mean. Now, in short, if we look at overall numbers and trends... Sri Lanka over the past 21 years has grown a lot and developed and improved a lot. Although when you look at the global rankings in all the different areas, Sri Lanka does come out on the lower half of those rankings with other developing countries around it, most certainly so. But they've still improved a lot. I mean, for instance, life expectancy in the country between 2000 and 2019 went up by almost 7% years. That's really good, people. That's a lot of improvement as far as HDI goes. So then the next question that really comes about is, why then has everyone been talking about economic collapse in Sri Lanka? Well, because of one of the few rules and what I always call one of the laws of poli-sci, because economic instability leads to political instability. And protesters have, at the time of this recording, mind you, seemingly forced out the president and prime minister from power, though we're still waiting to hear official news. But if Sri Lanka over the past 21 years has been improving in the data, then what's up with all this? Why are people saying the economy has collapsed and that's caused everything? And to answer that, you have to look more closely at the individual data points since 2017. And in particular, in GDP and GDP per capita, mixed with the high levels of income inequality in the country and a legacy of civil war, human rights violations, and the Rajapaksa family, who the president is part of. He is President Rajapaksa. But when we look at GDP for 2017 to 2018, that was the end of a 17-year increase in GDP. And in comparison to the previous year's increase, 2017 to 2018, a very, very small increase. 2017 GDP was 87.43 billion. 2018 GDP, 87.96. After that, in 2019, GDP drops. It decreases. And it decreases even further in 2020 to 80.97 billion. Now, people, let me explain something about economics and how we hear people talk about the economy. So a lot of times people will talk about the economy slowing down. And what they mean is that the growth rate has decreased in comparison to the previous year. But the economy is still growing. Here in Sri Lanka, that's not what has happened between 2018 and 2020. The economy shrunk. It contracted. It got smaller. There was no growth. Businesses closed. And people lost jobs and money. Now in 2021, we see an increase in GDP. But for 2022, this year, I think we can safely speculate that there's been another drop. And with oil and gas prices specifically hitting Sri Lanka hard, with gas shortages going on throughout the country, And we also have to consider that the government had been trying to renegotiate debt payments with China because they couldn't pay, because the economy of the country had been shrinking. And don't forget, income inequality is relatively high from what we can tell from a few years ago, and normally we view economic recessions as perpetuating income inequality. And if you look at GDP per capita since 2017 to 2020, it's been decreasing, meaning Again, the economy is shrinking. But in 2021, it took a small, and I mean just less than $200 a person a year increase in 2021. Though again, I think it's fair to speculate that in 2022, GDP per capita so far has likely been dropping further. Now, that helps explain the economic instability that's been pushing political instability and protest. But it's not at all the whole story. And our data indicate just that as well. You know, Sri Lanka had a civil war that ended in 2009. People, that's just 13 years ago. That is not long ago at all. And how long did that civil war take place, you may be asking? It lasted over 25 years. And yes, I'm serious. From 1983 to 2009, Sri Lanka was going through a 25-year civil war. And President Rajapaksa and his brother, the former prime minister, were both major players in that war. And you can tell, considering they were brothers that ended up being president and prime minister. Well, you can tell how that war ended for their side. Now, grievances from a civil war do not disappear in 13 years. And the United Nations has long been wanting to investigate the Rajapaksa family and the president himself for human rights violations and war crimes during that civil war. But his government's just been brushing them off, of course. But also, you have to take this together with their level of perceived corruption being pretty high, their media freedom being really low, Their level of freedoms in the country being only in about the middle area of all countries. Income inequality in the country has been pretty high. And a five-year economic downturn. You know, all this piled together. And then gas shortages and the banning of gas being sold to anyone except essential service units. Canceling for school, for kids, across the country because you can't put gas in the school bus telling people to work from home because they can't put gas in their cars. Those were just the tipping points. The linchpins, if you will. You know, protesters took to the streets. States of emergencies were announced. Military and police were called in. But the protesters persisted. And this past week, they stormed the presidential residence and took it over. And the president has been in hiding since. And that's really where we're at today. And today is in Tuesday, July 12th. Because you got to remember, I'm recording this on Tuesday so I can have it out to you on Wednesday morning. But by Wednesday morning, we will likely have a lot more updates to this story. And supposedly the president and prime minister are supposed to officially resign on Wednesday. It's so, so rapidly developing on the ground in Sri Lanka. Eyes and ears open, LoFi listeners. And you let us know if you hear something first. And that's a brief snapshot of what's going on in Sri Lanka today. Check out LoFiPolisci.com. The music, the episodes, the blogs, the letters, the art. Add us on all the socials, people hit us up. And it's not a cliche or a catchphrase, it's a lifestyle. Always remember that Lo-Fi Polisci is more than just me. It's the we that we be. Talk to you soon, Lo-Fi listeners. Pickering, signing off. little behind the scenes for all you that stuck around you know i've been trying not to do too many behind the scenes things because you know i want to leave it unexpected so when it pops up it's like whoa it pops up and other times it's like oh where is it but this time especially halfway through the recording process people started cutting grass outside and i i had to do the recording at this point in time today for reasons but at me Can you hear the lawnmowers come in towards the second half of the podcast or not? I'm curious because I sure as hell could hear them. Talk to you soon, Lo-Fi listeners.